0: bikini drive-in on CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg. Our mission is to analyze horror and science fiction films through an intersectional feminist lens. We have backgrounds in screen and media studies, arts criticism, and women and gender studies. Our combined knowledge and experience will hopefully provide you with access points to feminist theory, art history, and film critique while using horror and science fiction genres as a site of discourse. Since we will be discussing portrayals of horror and violence, there's a content warning, uh, listener discretion is definitely advised, and there's definitely 100% spoilers ahead, so look out. This week we will be discussing Pascal Logier's 2008 film Martyrs.
1: In 1971, a young girl, Lucy, escapes from an abandoned warehouse where she has been imprisoned and physically abused for more than a year. The perpetrators and their motivations remain a mystery. Lucy is placed in an orphanage where a young girl named Anna befriends her. Since her escape, Lucy believes that a ghoulish creature, a disfigured, emaciated woman, is constantly terrorizing her. Fifteen years later, Lucy bursts into a home of an apparently normal family and kills them all with a shotgun. Elsewhere, Anna waits for Lucy. Although Anna knows that Lucy believes the family are the people responsible for, for her childhood abuse, she is horrified when Lucy tells her that she has killed them. A scarred, the scarred creature again attacks Lucy, but Anna, Anna only sees Lucy hurting herself. The creature is nothing more than a psychological manifestation of Lucy's guilt for leaving behind another girl, who is also tortured with her as a child. Lucy, realizing that her insanity will never leave her, commits suicide. The next day, Anna, still at the family's house, telephones her mother, from whom she has been estranged. Their conversation implies that Anna suffered abuse from her parents as a child. Suddenly, Anna hears some noises and discovers a secret underground chamber in the living room. Imprisoned within within is a horribly tortured young woman, proving that Lucy is right about the family. Anna tries to help the woman escape, but a group of strangers arrive and shoot the woman. Captured, Anna meets their leader, an elderly lady referred to as Mademoiselle. Mademoiselle explains that she belongs to a secret philosophical society seeking to discover the secrets of the afterlife through the creation of martyrs. Their experiments inflict systematic acts of torture upon young women in the belief that their suffering will result in a transcendental insight into the world beyond this one. Mademoiselle also believes that the world is divided into victims, people who can't hold tortures and fall into madness like Lucy and martyrs, people who accept torture and transcend. Anna becomes the group's latest subject. After a period of being beaten and degraded, Anna hallucinates a conversation with Lucy and is later told she has progressed further than any other test subject and has reached the final stage. She is skinned alive and survives the procedure, entering a euphoric state that is likened to achieving transcendence. Mademoiselle arrives er- eagerly, and Anna whispers into her ear. The members of society gather at the house to learn of the insights Anna shared with Mademoiselle. As Mademoiselle and her assistant wait for the others to arrive, he asks Mademoiselle if what Anna said to her was clear. M- Mademoiselle then replies yes and asks him, to, uh, asks him in turn if he could imagine w- what comes after death. When he says no, Mademoiselle instructs him to keep doubting before abruptly um, shooting herself in the head. The film ends with a shot of Anna in a catatonic state. Jill, what is your history (laughs) with this film? I first saw it
0: maybe a year ago uh, after hearing about it for what feels like a very long time. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those scenarios where, yeah, the reverberations from the film uh, are uh, currently feel almost more troubling and disturbing than Mm -hmm. than, than the film itself. But it definitely didn't disappoint. It was...
1: Incredibly impactful. Yeah. So what about you? Um, I first saw murders last year after years of putting it off. Uh, I heard of the infamous scene where Anna is skinned, skinned alive before knowing anything else. Um, and then it just kind of immediately dismissed it as uh, torture porn, such as like Saw and Hostel. Uh, I'm usually not a gorehound, so the idea of watching a young woman being tortured is not very appealing to me. Mm. Uh, however, as I watched the film, I was surprised by how the violence um, its very sympathetic. It's almost as if the people in this society are just completing a task. Mm-hmm. Um and I I don't find it uh, at all sexualized, which is very different than um other torture porn movies. Um as a viewer I find that you're not participating in the violence so much as seeing the impact of such violence. The film is beautiful, devastating and nihilistic. Um and I definitely feel like a like a raw nerve this week.
0: Olive, no it's
1: very it's, very, it's very sad. It's super it's effective. like the yeah. saddest horror movie. I've ever seen. It's devastating. It's very dark. Um, so yeah, *Mardis* belongs to within the New French Extremity subgenre of horror. And I have a quote here from Alexandra West, who's the author of Films of the New French Extremity, Visceral Horror, and National Identity. So the films of the New French Extremity are startling, unforgettable, troubling, and deeply French. They're not violent films, but rather films about violence and its larger impact on the world. They're films about France, an honest view of the problems and the unrest that have, that have existed in France since its inception. So emerging from the French art house scene in the late 1990s, films belonging to the new French extremity are known for graphically brutal depictions of violence and sex and exhibit traits representative of a wide range of horror genres, so including slashers, revenge films, home invasion films, body horror subgenre, and American exploitation cinema. Some examples are Inside, High Tension, and Irreversible.
0: I am a huge fan of this new French extremity. I didn't even realize I was a fan of this genre Mm. until, like the the term for it or the subgenre um, became aware to me after after I already knew that mm-hmm. I that I loved it so and as much as as I knew Martyrs was deeply disturbing I was I can't help but but say that it, yeah I was kind of excited to see it I mm. don't want to sound like a pervert but yeah I was so <laughs> excited uh, but yeah High Tension which is yeah very much yeah. of that genre it was one of the movies that like oh my gosh and like so often as often as it was in in movie village, I would be renting it <laughs> there except for there was this one. I still remember her one woman who would always ID who IDs children, not children. We were like 16 mm-hmm. trying to rent 15-year-olds. important films. I still remember her face and I still hold a grudge. Against her. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, this genre, I really, um, I'm drawn to this, vulnerability veering on kind of disposability of the body mm-hmm. that, that they're able to address. And there's also, yeah, such a strong sense of invasion. Um, to the point that it's really uh, it's oddly claustrophobic and isolating at the same time. Mm-hmm. There's something just so un- uncomfortable about it and destabilizing. Um and yeah, as a viewer you you experience this really visceral reaction from being put through this mm-hmm. traumatic event. And and as you said, with how you're feeling this week, yeah, yeah you're really put through it um and the and the fact that they're able to to affect you so to affect you so much is really fascinating yeah Yeah, the amount of physical relief that you feel after watching these films Mm -hmm. is like i say glorious here which now feels maybe (laughs) hyperbolic (laughs) but too too fitting (laughs) yeah yeah there's something about it that like holy smokes it really affects you physically Mm -hmm. um yeah there's gross parallels i have here that's talk about a little bit about martyrs and high tension in both involving um, lesbians or queer queer mm. women being
1: punished, punished which I yeah. think
0: there's more there, but, but anyway, I just have a note.
1: Oh, totally, it's yeah, important. yeah. <laughs> um, I also, yeah, found that Annie, Anna and Lucy are very much othered, like they're mm-hmm. they're non-white and they're queer characters. They're, they're queer-coded in a way, um, which is very different than the wealthy, white, old cult essentially that that capture them and it's just like totally yeah yeah these other groups these marginalized group uh, groups are just being decimated by Mm -hmm. the status quo of these old white people yeah Mm -hmm. Mm. uh so yeah as we discussed in our good night mommy episode uh A doppelganger is a German word meaning double walker and refers to a wrath or apparition that casts no shadows and is a replica or double of a living person. They are generally considered as omens of bad luck or even signs of impending death. A doppelganger seen by a person's relative or friend was said to signify that illness or danger would befall that person, while seeing one's own doppelganger was said to be an omen of death. Some accounts of doppelgangers, sometimes called the evil twin, suggest that they might attempt to provide advice to the person they shadow, but that this advice can be misleading or malicious. They may also attempt to plant sinister ideas in their victims' minds or cause them great confusion. For this reason, people are advised to avoid communicating with their own doppelganger at all costs. So in Martyrs, the ghoulish creature that torments Lucy is both the physical manifestation of Lucy's guilt over leaving another captive woman behind and also acts as her doppelganger that drives her to murder murder her abusers. Lucy's doppelganger also shares a resemblance to the woman that Anna finds in the basement. Even Lucy and Anna are reflections of each other. Mm. And I have a quote here from uh, Kayla Janice from, House, from her book, House of Psychotic Women, which is my favorite book. So I, good. I am obsessed with it. It's very good. Um, so, so she states, of, she's discussing uh, doppelganger films so, uh, and martyrs. So in this film, one woman is very like another. They are All are equally damaged, but as with any doppelganger film, coexistence isn't possible for long. One always has to die so that another can live. Thanks for
0: that quote. <laughs> um, and bouncing off of that idea, not so much in the realm of, of doppelgangers, but in the sense of uh, an imbalance or a sacrifice needing. There's so much about the structure of martyrs that's reflective for me of the Ursula K. Le Guin short story, The Ones Who Walk Away from Omelas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't help it after, uh, and after the initial watch of it too. I was like, oh my goodness, I need to revisit this short story. Mm-hmm. Um, It depicts this utopian city where prosperity and joy are dependent on the perpetual misery and torture of this one single child. So yeah, it's this idea of a scapegoat and that the things that we clutch at for happiness um, or uh, yeah, when really deep down we know that there's like hideous intentions and means behind this veil of happiness. Um, And Martyrs seems to reflect this in that secret society, pushing the torture of these young women further and further, um, really for their own selfish benefit, their own gain. And in thinking also of this, I think the beginning, one of the early scenes really captures this in thinking of that seemingly really normal, happy home, family all laughing over eggs and toast in the morning, where in this basement... There's really atrocious garbage that's happening, mm. torture happening and and yeah what how what do we choose to ignore in order to lead seemingly satisfied lives, which is something that i mean within any sort of yeah capitalist of course yeah. society where what are we choosing you ha there's some how element you, yeah of, how do you navigate yeah that? yeah of, of, you can't take on every. Everything there is some sort of like point of needing to shut out certain atrocities that are just mm-hmm. happening. Um, yeah, it really reminds me of that mm-hmm. greater idea. Um, one thing that I do like to mull over in this film is the divisive nature of one being a martyr and a victim, and there there's like strictly this binary identity for what could be observed. As as you mentioned, there's kind of like they're othered. There's this idea of this lower class. Mm-hmm. Um, that Anna and Lucy are kind of in, and that they're they're needing to to assign to one of those to I- within that within that binary, and and the secret society seems to be kind of above <coughs> it, above those distinctions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that this acceptance of the torture is praised, and apparently is rewarded by this transcension. Mm-hmm. Well, to be affected by the torture is become a victim to it. So the nihilism in the film there's an air of kind of privilege or art house awareness to it. Um, yeah, but it's a film about torture and revenge and the deep and destructive capacity that we have for cruelty that humans mm-hmm. have a uh, deep capacity for exploitation mm-hmm. and suffering of others.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't have the quote right in front of me, but um, the director did, did say that this is a movie about pain, mm-hmm. which is just very dark, but, but not you know. inflicting. The,
0: yeah, I don't know. Coming from a dance background Mm -hmm. specifically ballet in high school
1: (laughs) i'm like there's
0: there's (laughs) something about this idea of like oh that that through the torture you are uh, you are praised Mm -hmm. and rewarded is like too too real for me it's like oh here we go again (laughs) it's yeah it's it's really dark but yeah why do you have to be young and attractive to be tortured this Mm -hmm. is a theme with these with the secret society that they are choosing um yeah, that's th- There's a, a quote from the Mademoiselle: "Women are more responsive to transfiguration." But that, yeah, there's something about about this that, like, I don't know if it's a torture-born element, but something that's like a discomfort to me. Mm-hmm. Like, why do the women always have to be the sacrifice for the nation? It's like ah, but it, which is like, well, that is maybe how, how it is in the world that women are the ones who who take on that, and they are the ones. If you look at crime statistics, yeah, who are you know fall on the the darker side of those scales uh and like yeah 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 women's bodies being just exploited um it's interesting there is a bit from the director that he said that one of the more demanding aspects of the filmmaking process was to keep the actresses crying she's like that's so dark like i can't imagine the sort of reparation process Mm -hmm. these actresses actors had to go through through yeah
1: after uh, shooting this film. Um, Yeah, just to build on your point about um, always young women being tortured, um, I think this comes from the sort of stereotype that women are assumed to be more nurturing, closer to nature, and therefore closer to the divine. Um, And this makes them perfect victims. So if you look at um, true crime or any other horror film, they usually portray women being violently tortured and murdered. Like those... Mm you could potentially see those characters are the ones that are, that get the most sympathy or empathy from people. That's a good point. So I feel like maybe this film is both playing into that and making a comment on it. Yeah. Um, And yeah, making a comment on our society's habit of murdering young women. This is kind of like an unfinished thought, but I'm
0: just. Yeah, no, totally. I, yeah. yeah.
1: There's so much.
0: Yeah, that's there's so, so much. Dark. Yeah, I yeah, and I feel like that's something too. That's maybe this is like first year women in gender studies thing. But but talking about <laughs> the the female body, female identifying body as mm-hmm. like as kind of like public space. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. I know. I feel like I also don't have maybe fully formed sentences. Well, let us know what you think. Yeah. yeah. Email us at BikiniDriveIn at
1: gmail dot com. <laughs> um. So yeah, I just wanted to touch on the um the idea of existential nihilism in the film. So existential nihilism is a philosophical theory that life has no intrinsic meaning or value. With respect to the universe, existential nihilism suggests that a single human or even an entire, the entire human species is insignificant, without purpose and unlikely to change in the, the totality of existence. The group conducting the experiments in the film have spent their lives kidnapping and torturing women and children with the sole purpose of proving that there is an afterlife to ease their own fear of death. But it never works. All they have done time and time again are murder women without proving anything, This killing in vain. And then there is Anna. She is their ideal and achieves the transcendence that they have sought. When Anna whispers in Mademoiselle, Mademoiselle's ear, I believe that she either tells her that there is nothing, has seen nothing, and that everything the group has been chasing is a lie, or Anna tells her that there is an afterlife of Mademoiselle and the cult will never see it because of what they've done.
2: Les gens n'avisagent plus de souffrir, mademoiselle. Le monde est ainsi fait qu'il n'y a plus que des victimes. Les martyrs sont très rares. Un martyr, ça, c'est autre chose. Un martyr est un être exceptionnel, mademoiselle. Il survit à la souffrance, il survit à la privation de tout. On charge des maux de la terre et il s'abandonne. Il se transcende. Vous comprenez ce mot Il se transfigure. Province de Longsheng, 1912. Cette femme ne croit pas en Dieu. Elle a essayé de voler une poule et elle le paie très cher. Au moment où la photo est prise, elle est encore vivante. Regardez ses yeux. du Lussac, 1945. Cette femme est épicière. Elle a couché avec un boche à l'époque. Le français est susceptible il faut qu'elle paie. Elle est vivante. Regardez ses yeux. Hôpital Général de Birmingham, 1960. Cette ménagère athée, sans histoire, est en phase terminale de cancer. La morphine n'a plus d'effet sur elle. Regardez ses yeux. Celle-ci a été battue par son mari. Crise de jalousie, démence imprévisible. Celle-là vient de passer neuf heures dans la carcasse de sa voiture. Cette jeune qui vit ses derniers instants. Le mal rond celle là, atteinte de maladies rares. Ne plus que Neuf heures d'agonie avant que les papiers ne la Regardez ses yeux. Regardez ses, se ses yeux regardez ses yeux. Toutes, mademoiselle, vous m'entendez Elles étaient toutes vivantes quand la photo a été prise. Et allez me dire après ça que le concept du martyr est une invention des religieux. On a tout essayé, même les enfants. Il se trouve que les femmes sont plus sensibles à la transfiguration. Les femmes jeunes. C'est comme ça, mademoiselle.
0: Oh, the mademoiselle. Um, I do tend to think of, I can't help with having a religious upbringing myself, <laughs> but I can't help but think of the religious allegory uh in regards to this film, which uh yeah, and and fits, I think, with what you're you're talking about with nihilism. Uh but there yeah, there's this conviction that the secret society have in their mission, which to us as outside doubters or okay. critical viewers are aware we're made very aware of the cruelty mm-hmm. um that these believers seem to be buying into or that they're that they're blinded by their fanaticism and blinded by following the Mademoiselle and blinded by what they believe to be a, a pure and, and righteous vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when as, as the viewer in the film, you, yeah, you're, you're meant to, to see that quite critically as like, well, they're torturing yeah. people mm-hmm. um yeah and then so uh, what they do tend to one of the words that they call these these martyrs <coughs> the secret society call them is witnesses mm-hmm. they're they're creating an experience for these martyrs to witness um this this beyond and and um uh, when the witness that they've created, who's who's Anna, uh, conveys the nothingness beyond, or what I what I perceive mm-hmm. to be nothingness, the strength of their beliefs and their conviction is really shattered. So, as as an atheist, <laughs> I I ha- make a point to not have arguments with certain evangelical Christians <laughs> in my life about the afterlife because it gets really dark really fast when you have this built up belief system that is backed up by make believe or uh, (laughs) these ideas that can be not always but they can be really harmful and they can be really divisive and and when and when you do get sort of a different perspective on that it can be really destabilizing to some to some folks Mm -hmm. Uh, another thing though and, and you mentioned it as well is that this what Anna does see it is left a little bit ambiguous mm-hmm. and I and I
1: appreciate um, that that that's that ambiguity is is there yeah mm-hmm. um I just wanted to touch on how um, female friendships or female relationships or queer relationships are portrayed in this um, in this film, so Anna is. In in many ways, Lucy's caregiver, her mother, and possibly even like her lover, um, and but they also have it. Almost seems like they have shared or traumatic bonding. Yeah, between them. I shared would shared trauma, and I feel like this is also reflected in um, a scene where Anna is attempting to take a metal mask off of the woman in the basement. It is there's just like a very short moment of tenderness within Mm -hmm. this like horrible world of violence and like degradation that is just like very special and I'm about to cry. (laughs) But (laughs) it's just like yeah, the woman from the basement just like holds her hand and like it's just like very tender. Mm -hmm. Um and yeah, it just shows like this this bond between between these survivors that I think is really, really powerful.
0: Oh it's yeah, it's that is a very Mm -hmm. impactful scene in the film totally there is that is is perhaps feels like the most genuine tenderness that exists in the film yeah there's one other scene that i totally forgotten about Mm -hmm. until the second the second watch of it which is a tenderness that exists between anna when she's about to get her skin cut off and and one of the women who's been she's part of the secret society and Yeah. yeah what does she say there's
1: you're, it's almost over. You've done really well. Like
0: yeah, yeah. Words. Talk. Is, uh, yeah, this like it touches her face in a very yeah, gentle way.
1: Touches her gently,
0: gives her like a, as if like oh you've you've done so well. Sort yeah. of a. There's definitely a bit of a a hierarchy to it where mm-hmm. the woman is definitely the one who's like, patting her mm-hmm. on the back a bit. But th- but it is it does read as tenderness, between between two women. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that scene with the metal. The two survivors, yeah. I should say. two survivors, yeah. Yeah, is, is really, it's a beautiful scene.
1: Yeah, it is. It's horrifying and terrible, yeah. but yeah, very powerful.
0: Mm-hmm. One fun fact, dare I say fun fact, that exists at the with this film, this very dark viewing, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but at the end credits, I watched them all the way through yesterday uh, with the rewatch, and the end of them, the very end, say, For Dario Argento. Which makes me very curious. I'm very confused about that. Yeah. So I wonder if the two, if Mister Pascal, they're if they're buds or or what. But it's also <laughs> interesting. We were talking about this before mm-hmm. that this film can be read definitely through uh, have a feminist reading of it. Yes. But who knows? It might not. It could very much not be intended in that way by the director. We. Yeah. I don't know.
1: We have no idea. Yeah. Who knows? Curious. Let us know what you think. <laughs> yes, please uh, let us know. Email us at bikinidrivein at gmail.com if you have any questions or suggestions or if you want to keep talking about martyrs. Yeah, so that's it for our show. Thank this you <laughs> so much. <laughs> I'm going to go take a stress now. <laughs> yeah, decompression time. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, Thank Listen you. to Bikini Drive-In every Sunday at 4.30 on CKW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg.
0: Listening to CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg,
1: Manitoba. Our frequency celebrates diversity.